It's Michael Popak, Legal AF. The Trump tectonic plates of his criminal cases are all coming to a head this week. And I'm going to give you an update about each one and why this may be the most pivotal moment in Donald Trump's criminal trial strategy that we've seen yet. It's all coming here, hitting together at the intersection of law, politics, and justice, starting with major events in the D.C. election interference case up at the United States Supreme Court. The first appearance by Donald Trump to face and meet in person Judge Cannon in the Mar-a-Lago case as he attempts to postpone that trial that was scheduled originally for May. That happened this week. In Georgia, we have a hearing on Thursday, evidentiary in nature with witness testimony for Judge McAfee to decide whether the Georgia indictment will be dismissed because of some sort of friendship and romantic relationship between not Phony Willis and a lawyer for Donald Trump, but Phony Willis and somebody on her own team. And then lastly, same time, same place as Judge McAfee decides on Thursday whether Donald Trump um, is going to have his indictment dismissed and get rid of his prosecutors that have been his nemesis with Phony Willis and the Fulton County DA. Judge Mershon up in New York in the Stormy Daniels hush money business record fraud case scheduled to go to trial on the 25th of March will reveal a couple of things at a major hearing in that case whether he's going to actually conduct the hearing, uh, conduct the trial on March 25th, reset it in deference to Judge Chutkin, or something like that. Let's break down each of these four major tectonic plates and what they mean for Donald Trump all this week. Okay, let's start at the beginning. First, you've got the D.C. election interference case. What was the major event this week? The United States Supreme Court has been asked by Donald Trump to stay, stay the, the Judge Chutkin case, not allow it to proceed, not allow her to set the trial because he's going to be filing a future appeal of the D.C. Court of Appeals decision that there is no presidential immunity for criminal conduct of Donald Trump to stop the peaceful transfer of power as outlined in the indictment. The United States Supreme Court makes a decision through first Chief Justice Roberts, who's the chief justice who sits over the D.C. Court of Appeals. Uh, he is their boss, if you will. He can decide to take to reject the stay on his own, or he can do what I think he's going to do, which is after Jack Smith's team files their piece of paper, which he's given them until next Tuesday, but will be filed, I'm sure, more, more quickly than that. He can then refer it over to the full Supreme Court and decide whether there are four, that's what you need out of nine, four votes to take up the issue of the appeal. If there's not four votes to disturb and review and evaluate the D.C. Court of Appeals' so clearly right decision that there is and cannot be presidential immunity for criminal conduct, then if there's not four votes, it dies there. The stay is lifted this temporary additional stay by the Supreme Court until next Tuesday or whenever Jack Smith files his paper and the Supreme Court rules. And the case returns immediately to Judge Chutkin to, to uh, uh, set the trial in this case. And she's let everybody know that she's fully available in April, May, June and July to try this case. My gut is it'll be sometime in June or July if the case gets back to her within the next couple of weeks. If, on the other hand, in this uh, crossroads moment, uh Roberts leads the Supreme Court through a decision that they need to hear this appeal of the D.C. Court of Appeals on whether presidential immunity applies to criminal conduct as alleged in an indictment or not, then, frankly, that is likely to knock 
off kilter completely and out of its orbit, the D.C. election interference case in front of Judge Chutkin from happening before the election. The chances of that happening are slim to none if they decide they want to take the case with full briefing and oral argument. I mean, they could do it quickly, but nothing so far John Roberts has done has indicated to me that he wants to, to do things quickly as it relates to Donald Trump, at least, uh, at least as to criminal matters. But we'll see. But there is a very real possibility that if the D.C. Court of Appeals decision is taken up on appeal to the United States Supreme Court, that it will kill the chance for a trial before the election in the D.C. election interference case. Let's move on. We talked about tectonic plates. Let's go to the second one. Let's move on to Judge Cannon. Judge Cannon, appointed by uh, Donald Trump, sits in the Fort Pierce Division of the Southern District of Florida, about 60 or 70 miles north of West Palm Beach. As people know from Legal AF, I practiced in Florida, including in front of these types of judges and in Fort Pierce. So I sort of know that courtroom and courthouse well. That case was originally by Judge Cannon, is still technically on the docket to happen in May in the Mar-a-Lago Obstruction of Justice Espionage Act case against Donald Trump. However, she's done everything in her power so far to slow foot this um, and to delay key events in the case, pretrial events in the case, including the review of, of classified information under the Classified Inf Information Procedures Act, SIPA, that governs this kind of case because the whole case is about classified information and the handling or mishandling of it in a criminal way as the indictment is laid out. She has slow-footed and delayed every major deadline in the case um, things that should have happened in a week or a month in her world happened in three months and four months, which just delays the inevitable, which is she's going to move that trial. Now, she's still got a motion to dismiss that, that Trump is urging her to uh, uh, dismiss the indictment and to, of course, delay the trial. Now, Donald Trump's and his lawyers at least at the D.C. election interference case that I just talked about, they don't believe the substance of their arguments. They don't believe they have true merit. I, I assure you, they don't think these legal arguments will ultimately work. They just want a delay in order to get their guy over through the election period and hope that he wins election and can either stop the prosecution or give himself a pardon. That's all they want to do. And so the, the question there is whether John Roberts is going to buy into that I take that bait and give Trump the delay that he wants, knowing that the underlying substantive arguments are basically meritless and very weak. Here in the Cannon case, Cannon has made a series of recent decisions that I'm sure Jack Smith is considering taking it up to the 11th Circuit, her bosses, and arguing that she should be removed from the case. But we just had this week on Monday a face-to-face -face meeting in court in a secret hearing that, that's confidential because of the classified information issues of Donald Trump and the person he appointed in Eileen Cannon. Now, I know there's a lot of speculation about Eileen Cannon bending over backwards in every other way to help Donald Trump. But can you believe this is the first time they've ever met in person? It just happened on Monday. And, you know, uh, much to the chagrin of Jack Smith's team, who's also handling that case, as well as the D.C. election interference case, um, they've been flummoxed 
and uh, frustrated and perplexed by Judge Cannon and her decision making and her allowing Donald Trump and his lawyers to continue to spin the facts in their direction, basically lie about the facts procedurally, and to continue to claim that uh, Jack Smith is just interested in election interference and is politically motivated when everything on the surface of his body of work and below the surface indicates that that's not the case. All he's doing is bringing a case to trial um, on time that's important to the American people to understand the results of before the election. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have family, friends, or loved ones that you'll want to be able to spend as much time with as possible is so, so important. February is heart health month in the United States, and more than half the population would still benefit from blood pressure support. Super Beats Heart Chews are the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended way to support healthy blood pressure. And they even promote heart-healthy energy without the stimulants. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Super Beats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. And with over 40,000 five-star reviews and counting, people are raving about Super Beats Heart Chews. Super Beats Heart Chews are absolutely delicious and are truly much better than any alternative supplements out there. After taking my Super Beats Heart Chews, I feel like I have more energy and I'm ready to take on the day. Super Beats is the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended heart chew for cardiovascular health support. It's blood pressure support you can trust. Support your heart health with Super Beats Heart Chews. Get a free month supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and a free full-size bag of turmeric chews valued at 25 bucks with your order by going to LegalAFBeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at LegalAFBeats.com. This is the topic of this hot tick, <laughs> is worlds collide and tectonic plates are moving. First meeting by Donald Trump and Judge Cannon in a hearing. We don't know much about the hearing because, of course, it's covered by these classified information doctrines at the present time. We'll learn about them in the future. But, you know, my speculation, she's going to uh, postpone the key dates in March that she already set. And if she postpones the classified information deadlines in March, uh, which is to the benefit of the, de of the defense and Donald Trump, she'll have no choice but to say there's not enough time to try the case in May and take it off the May docket, which takes us to Fawny Willis, the Fulton County DA, also this week. And that's the theme here. She has a major hearing on her hands on Thursday, an evidentiary hearing that Judge McAfee, who could have canceled the evidentiary hearing and on the papers just declared once and for all that there's nothing unethical about somebody dating somebody else in the same office. But he feels based on, I guess, the publicity and the things that have been alleged that Fawny Willis has to answer for this. And then he's going to have to decide whether she should be taken off the case and or Nathan Wade, her her special counsel, who she's uh, dating, I guess, has to be taken off the case. And what impact, if any, that should have on the indictment, which should be none. I don't think the indictment is in jeopardy. I think the indictment is rock solid. It was generated not by Fawny Willis, even Nathan Nathan Wade. It was it was uh, it was uh, issued by a grand jury of in Fulton County, Georgia, um, and uh, on the on the backs of or the heels of the. Um, a, grand, a special purpose grand jury. So that indictment should be rock solid. The question is Fawny Willis, if she's going to be removed. And uh, there's been some new 
reporting, I'm not sure it's as accurate until I hear it in the courtroom under oath, that maybe Fonnie Willis misled the court about the date and time and place of her starting her relationship with Nathan Wade. I'm not sure it matters, but if she's caught lying to the court, it's going to be a problem. The lie is that she says she didn't start the relationship till after the indictment, and there seems to be some testimony that may come forward in which um, a former law partner of Nathan Wade is going to testify, presumably, that that relationship started earlier. And it's not about that, as we as we joke in the law, sometimes it's not the crime, it's the cover-up. Even if she did nothing wrong, if she lied to the court about the timing of this particular issue, and she violated her duty of candor to the court as an officer of the court, then then we got a problem with Fawny Willis. We'll we'll watch uh, we'll watch this with um, great interest on the Midas Touch Network. We'll have a live feed of the hearing on Thursday because Judge McAfee does everything on YouTube which is great for our network and our ability to talk to you about the results. And then we've got in the same week, we've got a hearing that same day as Judge McAfee. This is the fourth case against Donald Trump. Again, this critical week in his life is the um, uh, Judge Mershon, the uh, New York State Supreme Court judge, who's handling the Stormy Daniels business record fraud case, which Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA, likes to, to, to say is the first election interference case by Donald Trump dating back to 2016. We're going to know at that hearing and from reporting, and we think we're going to have my co-anchor, our co-anchor on Legal AF, Karen Freeman-Ignifolo, formerly of the Manhattan DA's office, in the room, hopefully reporting in real time, if we can. There won't be any cameras. There won't be any audio of the, of the hearing. But the issue that we're going to learn right away is whether Judge Mershon is going to dismiss the indictment. I doubt that happens um, under the arguments raised by Donald Trump. Whether and the key issue there, just to kind of manage expectations, is whether the there has to be two crimes to make this a felony, and the second crime seems to be election interference. And since it's federal election interference in the 2016 election, the argument is that um, it's it's not the province of a state prosecutor, a federal crime, and therefore it can't be used to make this a class E felony in New York. Okay. It's a long-winded way of saying that's the issue that'll be addressed by Judge Bershon. But the bigger thing I'm listening for is whether he reveals that he's been in discussions with Judge Chutkin, the federal judge down in the D.C. election interference case, which they're allowed to do under the canons of judicial ethics, and they've done it before speaking. That's how we know that Judge Bershon was willing to let... Um, Judge Chutkin go first when she originally had a March 4th trial date that's now lost and been taken off the docket completely because of Donald Trump's appeals on immunity. But he was willing to let her go first and not take the March 25th date. Now he's going to have to set the case. It's been penciled in for the 25th of March. But the question is, has he spoken to Judge Chutkin? And based on what's going on on the stay issue at the United States Supreme Court that I outlined at the top of the hot take, whether Judge um, Mershon is going to say, I'm going to delay my trial setting until I and give uh, some deference and respect to Judge Chutkin, the federal judge with the bigger case, and see if she still has the ability to take a trial date earlier. If I take the March date or April date, it could screw her up from her ability to take her trial date. We'll know if he had that discussion because it'll be revealed in the hearing that comes on Thursday. And we'll reveal, we'll cover all of this and update you on everything I just talked about. One place, one place on your on this dial. <laughs> the Midas Touch YouTube channel and on audio podcast platforms of your choice. We do a show we call Legal AF. It's exactly what you think. It's at the intersection of law, politics, and justice. We don't just do all Trump things, as some of my friends like to say. We do things related to civil rights, women's rights, 
abortion rights, the United States Supreme Court, um, uh, and the, the relationship between uh, the states and federalism and, and everything else that's out there, including lawsuits related to MAGA and their policies right here on the Midas Touch Network. You can follow us at 8 p.m. Eastern time on uh, Midas Touch Network for Legal AF Wednesdays and Saturdays. And then on hot takes, just like this one. So until my next hot take, until my next Legal AF, this is Michael Popak reporting. Love this video? Make sure you stay up to date on the latest breaking news and all things Midas by signing up to the Midas Touch newsletter at MidasTouch.com newsletter.